Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nomad Athlete Radio. This co-host Doug here with a few quick announcements. First of all, a big welcome to all the new subscribers of the podcast, and thanks to everyone who has taken the time to review the show in iTunes. Today's five-star shout-outs go to Taco Renti and Jay Run Girl. Rate the show and receive a shout-out by searching for Nomad Athlete Radio in the iTunes store and letting us know what you think. You probably know the routine by now, but don't forget to call in your questions to the NMA Radio hotline. We've loved receiving messages from a few of you already and look forward to keeping this new segment going into 2015. Call 951-NO-MEET-1, that's 951-666-3281, and leave us a message with your question, and we'll pick a few to play and answer each week. All right, you ready, Matt? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Hi, this is Hope. This is Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Radio. Hey everyone, this is Matt Frazier joined by Doug Hay for episode 50 of No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug Hay, that's 50 episodes. That's pretty good, huh? That is pretty good. Yeah, I I mean, we picked it up a lot. I think, I don't know how many of those have been since this summer when we decided to start doing more, but it seems like we're doing much better now. Yeah, absolutely. How many weeks are in a year? 52. 52. So this time next year we could be well over 100. We could. That would be pretty cool. We could be 200. We could be 200. That would be great. (laughs) Probably not. Um, so anyway, we got a we got a question on the the No Meat Athlete Radio listener hotline from Linda. Let's play it really quick for everybody. Hi, Matt and Doug. This is Linda from Hoboken, New Jersey. Love the podcast and love this new feature of uh, asking some questions. My question is: um, Do you have any plans to write another book, Matt or Doug? And what would that be? Thanks so much, and keep doing what you do. I love it. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Thank you, Linda. We appreciate the question and the kind words. As for the answer to your question, uh, the answer for me is sort of. We have <laughs> we have one that's in the works, but, but we haven't actually written anything for it yet. Uh, I'm working with a chef in Asheville, a friend of ours, on a proposal for a new book that'll be entirely a cookbook. Uh, there might be some some writing and things about nutrition, but won't be anything like the previous book in terms of you know no, no running stuff, mm. not nearly the depth of nutrition, just a cookbook. So that's that's in the earliest of stages. We've we've just written a proposal. We have an agent who we're working with, uh, but that's that's it. But but yeah, I mean, if if things go well, I think it it would hopefully be out near the end of 2015. But cool. I have no idea if it actually will. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And uh, you know that because we had you over for a little holiday get-together this past weekend that we used some of the recipes from your other book. So I'm excited for another full Nomi Athlete yeah, and one recipe at the party was even was even possibly go- because the person oh, he was right. working with was there, yeah. and and she uh-huh. made a a uh, chipotle cheese dip thing that uh, hopefully uh-huh. will will be in the new book, which was delicious. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It was great. Good party, fun time. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, what we're going to talk about in this episode, I know we've talked a lot about the New Year's stuff, and uh, our next episode with Courtney Carver is still a little bit New Year'sy, but. I don't know. As we've said before, this time of year is fun. Me being a type goals, you know, self-improvement type person. I just always like this holiday and I like this time of year. So we're going to talk a little bit more about habits and things like that today. Uh, before we do that, though, we didn't answer Doug. 
Or do you have a new book? <laughs> a, a second book coming out? I don't. I don't have any uh, plans for a book coming out, but I do have some really neat um, courses that will be coming out this this spring on Rocket Runner. So not I mean, athlete related, but trail and ultra running courses that are coming out. So I'm sure we'll mention that when they get a little closer to launch date. There we go. I'm yeah. sure we will. All right. So we were talking about habits today. Uh, for the Nomad Athlete Academy, I'm actually doing a, a special just me solo habits, in-depth how to change and create habits, something that I think about a lot and have learned a lot about. But in this episode, which we won't go into nearly that kind of depth here, we just wanted to talk about some good new habits to think about. Because this time of year, everyone's wondering about big changes. We've talked about goals plenty. And habits are... I don't know. I think habits are kind of a better New Year's resolution. We talked about this a little bit last time too, that you know, the idea of New Year's as the time for for setting big goals. I think it's great. But I also think that too many people try to set a huge goal as a New Year's resolution when if you're going to be doing the resolution thing where, you know, the last day of the year or the last two days of the year you just decide you want to make some little change, I think changing a habit is sort of a much more realistic and likely to succeed thing than, right. than some big ambitious goal of yours. So we're just going to talk about some little habits that we like. And I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of them have kind of a twist to them. Like not, not, neither of us is saying we suggest you start running in 2015 or like, you know, commit to a healthy eating plan. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's basic, obvious stuff. I think the stuff we have here is either kind of no extra effort to do some of it or otherwise designed to a lot of mine, the stuff that I thought of is, is stuff that's designed to help to increase your ability to create other habits. Like right. Stuff that will just sort of hopefully have a compound effect on your ability to be effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing about habits that I would say is when we talk, when people talk about goals, a lot of times there people set big goals and they get that and they set the exciting goals, but with a lot of them, the steps to get there aren't always obvious because that's after you have set goals in a goal setting plan and you write down your reasons for wanting those goals, which is really important. It's often goes to, okay, now like lay out the plan for setting this, for create, for achieving this goal. And in some cases it's easy to do that. Like if it's a marathon that your goal, you could, you could choose a race, you could choose a plan. You could know that on this certain day I have to officially begin training. And in the weeks, you know, six weeks before that, I need to do this kind of ramp up that I'm going to do myself. Uh, in other cases, like if, if you had the goal of, I want to start a business or, um, write a novel a lot of times like people just don't know what the first step is because it's not it's not a known given thing there isn't a first step you just need to figure out what it is and and you know do what you can so that's where i think habits are a really good first step where if you don't really know what to start where where to start think of answer the question what person do i need to become to do this so like let's go back if you were wanted to start a business maybe you need to become more creative maybe you need to uh be more disciplined. Maybe you need to be more courageous, you know, things like that. And those you can usually address through some little habit change. So if it's a discipline issue, you can you can set a habit of saying from or knock out creativity and discipline. Say I'm going to create the habit of every single day I'm going to brainstorm business ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were writing a novel, you could just you may not know where you're going to begin, but you could at least create the writing habit of just I'm going to start writing. And I don't know how I'm going to get from there to a novel or when this novel will begin to take shape, but basically becoming a writer is the first step to writing a novel. Right. So you just that, – that's what I think habits are great for. If you don't really know what the first step is, 
that's your first step is develop this a habit that helps you with that. Do you remember the first time you purposely set or changed a habit? Uh, I mean, I know the first time I deliberately did it, like following certain rules. What habit was that? Uh, it was meditation habit. Okay. So you you just set me up to mention Leo already. This is. <laughs> <laughs> but well, okay, there we go. Right, we're five um, minutes in, and yeah. So fill Leo out the gets... form that says we got get it for yep. this episode. Check. Our paperwork. Yep. Um, anyway, it was he has a program called Sea Change that is basically one month each each month you change a habit you work on a habit and this is when his program launched I think it was back in 2012 might have even been the end of 2011 and it was meditation habit and mm-hmm. I had tried meditating before so like I had set out to change habits before but never did I actually make it work until I did what he said which was start for two minutes like literally I would set a timer for two minutes go do meditation the way that he described like give me what steps to do for it. And one would go out in two minutes, and then I'd be done. And would check somewhere off that I had done it, and then do the same thing the next day. And then once I did that, I kind of I started listening to his advice about just change one habit at a time and start with these really small steps. And I I created a string of habits. Like I did like ten or twelve of them in the next I don't know eight months or something. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote that post on the athlete really? about that. So that that was the first time I like really thought about the process. But I mean, certainly before that, I had I had said i'm not going to one time before that like when i was training for to qualify for boston i said i'm not going to drink any alcohol between now and when this next race is which was three months so like that was changing a habit but yeah it wasn't really i don't know i didn't really go about it any special way i just decided young, not just to do it. it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. why do you um i didn't ask that thinking <laughs> thinking of one but i thinking back on it now i guess uh the first time i remember really trying to form a deliberate habit was trying to do push-ups and in, in high school it was like mm-hmm. a senior in high school and i wanted to do push-ups every single day and there was some website that tracked it and i don't even know if that site exists anymore but it kind of gave you a little like training plan kind of thing okay do 10 this week or today and do that for two weeks and then do 15 or whatever and you built up and you could track it and that was like my first time ever trying to really set a daily habit a daily routine that you know, was with the intention to benefit in some way to mm-hmm. get better. So that was, it, it lasted for a while, probably lasted eight months to a year or something like that, that I was doing them every day. But other than that, no, I, I mean, I can't think of when the very first time I tried to do something like that was. Yeah. It's, I feel like when you're, it, when I look back at childhood, I feel like that would have been such a valuable thing to have. Like just to have that mindset that said, I, right. I like just to have someone sit you down and say, what you do every single day, even if it just takes you five minutes or 10 minutes every day, has such a huge impact on your life mm-hmm. after after three years of doing it. Right. Like it just dramatically changes who you are and what you are, what knowledge you have, what skills you have. And I never really got that. Like my parents were great about encouraging and, and all that stuff. But I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe people just don't think about it that much unless you want your kid to like become Tiger Woods or something. <laughs> but like, I just, I just wish I would have had a little bit more awareness of that. And mm-hmm. not, not because like I, I played golf and it was always like, you should, you should practice more. You should do it. And all I, I wanted to go play and I would go play a couple rounds some in the summer, like several rounds a day of golf. But when I look back, I wish I just would have said, instead of spending that six hours, whatever it took to do that, I'm going to take two hours and make it really focused practice. And I'm going to develop a habit of doing that every single day, no matter what. Right. I mean, that I would be so much, have been so much better at it. And, and I mean, a variety of other things besides golf. 
you know, but it's just like kids don't have that mindset. It's like practice is terrible. Right. You know, you don't want to do that. It's boring. Yeah. So maybe even if I had known about it and understood it, I still wouldn't have done it because it just yeah, you just w- don't you appreciate know. the bigger picture when yeah. you're when you're young. But right. So anyway, um, okay. Let's let's get to it then. Let's just talk about a few different habits that, again, if it's someone, I think we've mentioned this already, but if you don't really know what you want to do this New Year's and you just want to, you're in the mood to make a change. These are things that we think are particularly good, have been good for us, or mm-hmm. even if we haven't done them, but things that we seem like they would be really useful. So basically giving you a place to start. If you just don't know where to start, whether you have a certain change in mind, maybe this will trigger an idea for a habit that you can use as a first step for that change. Or if you don't even know what you want to change, but you know you're just not satisfied with whatever, where you are, then maybe this will be a jumping off point for creating change. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, the first thing to think about, there, there's something called, I wrote a post a while ago about habits, and I, it wasn't this one I just mentioned, but where I talked about the idea of having, uh, I didn't call it an anchor habit, but someone after that did call it. My friend Brett Henley, from he has a, a podcast called The Mindful Creator, and he, you know, he, he started calling this an anchor habit. And the idea is pick a habit that makes it, makes it more likely that you know come the end of the year you're still focused on habits and you're still thinking about all this stuff because what happens all the time is that someone starts a habit then a month later they forget about it they're not doing it whatever and then they're done and then that's it like the, and then 12 months later they look back realize they didn't get anywhere right so if when you choose whatever your first habit is kind of assuming that you're going to want to be making a bunch of changes but that you understand you only want to make one change at a time. That's just kind of what general good principle about creating you have is you don't want to try to change too much at once. Um, make that habit the single most important, the, the single habit that you think will most allow you to make other changes or have the biggest impact on your day and your mood out of all the things you can think of. So for me, when I think of anchor habit, I I try to think of like what is the thing that, that would – create the most immediate excitement in my life right now like what would whether it's excitement or just like fulfillment at the end of the day where we're at the end of the day you could say i did this thing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes therefore i had a good day like therefore i was successful today and i grew in some way and i can't wait to do that again tomorrow to me that's that's what a really solid anchor habit is something that is just going to make you you know uh, elevate your ability to be effective basically because you're happy and you're you're doing fun exciting things for me for the longest time it has been reading just trying to read for not trying like really doing it reading for a half hour a day sometimes an hour a day uh, i used to do it first thing in the morning when i got out got up recently i've done it more in, later in the day but for me because of the stuff i read is often the inspirational type of stuff or the self-improvement type type stuff then the very habit of reading keeps me immersed in that way of thinking and keeps me focused on this stuff. So for someone else, I, I could see that being meditation or practicing some sort of instrument, something that when you do it, it just sort of, I don't know, nurtures, nurtures your soul. It just makes you feel like you're being the best version of you right now and just sort of keeps you on track. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have one of those? Do you, I mean, is there something that you do that uh, for running maybe? Yeah, like I would yours? say just running in general would be getting out on the trail would be um... – my anchor habit and that you know and then because i do that it totally you know, and right now i'm trying to do it late morning so then by at the afternoon i'm totally refreshed and totally 
um, rejuvenated and ready to kind of tackle the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then if, if, if it's running, that is the goal is, is the habit that I'm trying to do. It's also means that I'm doing other things throughout the morning to get ready for that, that are kind of healthier habits and things like that. that right. And I would, I would venture to say that when you're out there running, you're, yeah, I mean, whether you're listening to something or whether you're just thinking of something, you're you're kind of putting yourself mentally in a really good state. And so, oh, yeah. and so when you finish that run, mentally and physically, you've you're in a new state where like you now just are, I don't know, slightly slightly better at doing different stuff. Yeah. Or maybe just totally. during that time, you're thinking about whatever direction you want to take your life in. I mean, who knows what? Yeah. But, yeah. but that habit, I think, just pays so many dividends. Sure elsewhere so to me that that makes a perfect anger habit if if for you that's like your your thing you know you love that yeah absolutely and and i structure the work that i do before the run and and after the run if kind of the tedious stuff before the run so that while, while i'm running i can get be, get the creative juices flowing and start i don't know getting inspired and thinking about exciting more exciting things and more fun things so that when i get home i can immediately jump into those you know, I can write. That's when I do my writing, or that's when I do the more creative uh, work in the afternoon. Because that run has kind of put me in this place that allows me to to be, you know, ready for that sure. kind of stuff in exactly. the afternoon. This is a perfect example or a perfect time to bring up something that we haven't talked about on this podcast. I've written about it on a different blog that I was fooling around with for a little while. Is it but... habits? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was writing a, a personal blog for me, and I'm hoping to kind of get something like that happening again in the new year, but. Uh, I abandoned it after, I don't know, six posts or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I wrote a little something about it because I had been listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast. And on that podcast, my favorite episode there is uh, he had Josh Waitzkin, who is the the kid from the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer, yep. the kid that that movie was based on, okay. The Chess Prodigy. Uh, but he talked a lot there about – Waitzkin has a book out called The Art of Learning, which is an interesting book if you haven't read it. Um, but that podcast episode is, I would say, a must-listen. Like, if you're into this sort of habit change and creating, I don't know, engineering your days so that you're really effective, check that one out. Um, what he says in there is it's pretty much what you just said, Doug, is that you should... So they start with the example of, like, nighttime. That a lot of people have these insights overnight, like, while their subconscious is working on something, because they've asked themselves a, a question at the end of the day, basically, uh, either right before they go to bed or like at the end of the work day. And they stop consciously thinking about it and then doing other things so that they can just, you know, just be and not be focused on the answer to this question and then wake up in the morning, do some sort of brain dump journaling or whatever it is that just pours out ideas. And that I have a habit actually that is very similar to that that I'll talk about. But that you don't have to wait for, you don't have to wait for overnight for this thing to be. You can set these things up throughout your day where if you're going to be going for a run or if you're going to be meditating or whatever it is that you're doing that like is your thing and really puts you in your element, you can ask yourself a question just that needs an answer, whether it's related to work or family or relationships or whatever it is. Then go do your thing. And then when you come back, rather than opening up your email first thing, as most people usually do when they sit down to work is open email and just do what you need to do, um, doing some sort of you know pouring out of, of thoughts on yeah. paper. So like some little 10 minute journaling thing that you do where you just write down, who knows, you may just start with like what you, what you were doing, what you thought about while you were in. Mm-hmm. But then very often, apparently what happens is the answer to what you were wondering surfaces and, you, and your mind kind of has created that for you. 
So they were saying you could you could create a schedule where you had four of these throughout the day. Where mm-hmm. you had you know if you were going to take a lunch break, if you were going to do a running, if you were going to do whatever your breaks were, you could you could have this sort of little structure throughout your day. So I thought that was an interesting topic. Yeah. It's not something that I do actively or have any, had success with, but I think it's really neat and it's something I'd like to fool around with more. Yeah, I mean, just I feel like everybody growing up or when you, I don't know in school or something, if you're working on a paper and you get stuck, the teacher tells you to just like take a break for a second, you know, go to the bathroom or get some water or something like that. And I think that that is a mini version of of kind of what you're saying is it just separates you from it. Let's um, the brain kind of relax and then the I don't know the more creative thoughts come in and then when you sit back down you might have a fresh look and a new a new approach to yeah, it and new sure. ideas and yeah and I think I think when there's a physical component to the activity that you're doing I think that's adding another dimension there of, sure because it's just you know Tony Robbins says emotion is created by motion that and a lot of people say that not in those words but that that when you move your body you, you there's this loop that you know your mind is connected to your body so when you move your body you can you they, if you're depressed they tell you to move you know just right. because you you create these chemicals and whatever else in your body and, and you just start thinking differently mm-hmm. so that's a good one um what i'll mention is this is not necessarily a habit that I, I don't know that i would suggest as a first habit you change if you wanted to change a lot of stuff about your life but i mentioned the idea of having some kind of brain dump in the morning uh in addition to the other kind of dump that a lot of people take in the morning, which is, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, too far, man. Too it far. was too far. I'm gonna stop saying brain dump because I I don't know why I just like go there. I, that's just what I think of. <laughs> uh, there's this program called the Artist Way, which is very common. A lot of people like it. Popular program. Uh, I have not done done it all the way through at all. It's I think it's a 12 week program, but I'm planning to do it. I'm hoping to do it in January. I'm going to attempt to do it. I should say in in January, February, March. And it's just it just for doing more writing, doing more artistic, creative things. But one of the essential components of that, and this is something I did do for several weeks, I guess, maybe months, uh, is this thing called morning pages, where every single morning, the first thing when you wake up, you write, you handwrite three pages of just whatever stream of consciousness, just out of your head, whatever you can pour onto the page. And what happens is you get a page and a half or two pages into it and then you, you realize you have nothing else to write about you, i mean you just can't even think of anything to write about <laughs> so then you're just you start writ, any word that comes through your mind you put it down on the page and you're you're not producing anything that is valuable or coherent it's just it's just you're clearing out your brain of stuff and apparently according to julia cameron and a lot of people who really do rec- i've heard a lot of people suggest this exercise that they really like it um you just you're kind of just washing away all these blocks to your creativity all this stuff that's bouncing around in your head you're getting it out on the paper so that you know it's sort of satisfied it doesn't have to bounce around in your head now because it's out and uh, I really like that like to me that was a meditation for a while it just I felt the same way doing that and afterwards as I did with meditation hmm. one of the best things about it is that as she says in the artist way uh, you can't it, it's really hard to complain about what happens it turns out being a lot of childish complaints like i hate this i can't believe i have to do this i'm so tired of this you can't write that day after day after day without starting to do something about it or like just feeling this really strong urge to do something about it instead of just when you're when you're just keeping it in your head i think we tend to just keep telling ourselves the same story the same complaint we do in our head but somehow when you're actually doing something physical about it and writing it down every single day it just becomes more and more apparent that this thing absolutely has to change. And at least that's what I found. I found that I was tremendously motivated after each of those sessions to like 
do something that I was complaining about yeah. to fix it. And you're not are you supposed to go back and read them at all? Like? I think they say after 8 weeks is like when you're able to do it. Okay. So if, or when it's if you feel like it you can. But they tell you not to do it before that or she tells you not to. And I don't really know the reason. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe because it gets you if you start sensing that these things that you're writing down are going to be reread and judged at some point yeah. even if by you, mm-hmm. then you're you're kind of going to it's going to make it harder to do them honestly the way they should be done. Right. I think I would be tempted to then start creating lists of things I need to do or, <laughs> right, I don't know, right. or writing a blog post. Or something like that, right. You know? And that's not the point. Right. But yeah. yeah. So that's a really cool exercise. Uh, it's called Morning Pages. Even if you don't do the whole artist way, I think she has a little course about it just called Morning Pages or something. I don't know. If you look it up as a book, it's, it is a little cheap ebook that I read. Um, so you can do that independent of the whole artist way program if that type of thing interests you. Similar, I think I think journaling is just a fantastic habit. It's one yeah. that I've never ever succeeded in keeping. I've tried. I've I've gone a few months before, uh, but it's great. I mean, I think it's I think to to just take a minute, look at like what you're doing, and just basically you're you're taking a step back, getting a little bit of perspective. Here's what I did yesterday, mm-hmm. and there's so many different formats for it. And I, I've been successful when I try to go really short with the format. If I let myself just sit down and write it'll take longer and longer each time. And then I'll be writing for half an hour journaling every day. And then it's just, and then I quit because it's taking up too much of my day. Yeah. So I've seen some little approaches where you just write like answers to three tiny questions, hmm. uh, a variety of different options for those. But I think that's a really good habit. If you, if you, I don't know, haven't ever done that or have a desire to do that. I really wish I had, I wish I had been doing that for the past 20 years. It'd be great to have a nice record of everything you have done. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So I think that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. And it kind of takes me to one of my exercise habits, which is something that I wrote about a guest post for you um, just last week, which was to start tracking your training and keeping a training log. I think that it does the same thing to just to keep the record um, and have that to look back on, to see what training has worked, what isn't. And then also to, in real time, be able to see um, where you're improving and where you're not. And um, if you know if there are patterns that are arising that, that could potentially lead to injury, um, or or things that you know that are working really well, you can then start incorporating those hard more in depth into your training. So I think tra- keeping a training log is what is a really simple habit that that most people, most runners don't do, and um, but you know, but can be incredibly beneficial. But that training log can branch out to anything else. It could branch out to a food log or any sort of other habit that that isn't. Uh, it doesn't have to do with running, but you know, it's just another way to keep track of everything. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great concept in general. Is just tracking stuff, and I've heard people say that it works without often any conscious effort to change. The simple act of tracking whatever it is you want to change can make your body do differently. And and the mm-hmm. great example of this is from Tim Ferriss's uh, Four Hour Body, where I forget the guy's name, but his goal was to lose something like I don't know, I think thirty pounds or something. And he basically just set up an Excel sheet that had his current weight, had how long he planned for this weight loss to take, and then figured out how many pounds he had to lose per day. And it was just ended up being some small number of ounces, very tiny amount. And he plotted a graph of how that would look, you know, how that weight loss would drop over the course of whatever he was trying to do, 60, 90 days, I don't know. And each day he would log in his new weight, his current weight. And he was really deliberate. He said, I'm not going to ever make a conscious change. I'm not going to like try to exercise. I'm not going to try to change my diet. He's not going to try not to either, but just, I'm not going to do things that make me lose weight. 
All I'm going to do is pay attention to what that weight is each day. And I'm going to see if I'm inside this, you know, little band. He put a little band around, like, what, uh, around the, the graph. So, like, I don't know how much, you know, a few ounces around where he should be that day. And he said, I'm just, I'm just going to notice each day, am I inside this band where I should be if I want to lose this amount of weight? Mm-hmm. And the claim in the book and it's their tract is is that he lost this weight by just just tracking so like the theory is that your body subconsciously makes changes that mm. you know who knows what they are but maybe it was tiny amounts of food here and there that he wasn't eating right uh so i think that's a fascinating thing and like it just if you a really simple example is if you had a bad habit let's say you i don't know had negative thoughts in your head or you maybe every time maybe you complained about your spouse in your head to yourself and you just mm-hmm. wanted to quit that uh, or biting your nails, all these different things. You could carry around a tiny little notebook and just just make a little tick mark every time you do that thing. So at the very least, what it's what it's doing is causing you to notice that you've done something. So whenever you think a negative thought about your spouse, write down a check mark. And then you've taken this extra step like to to not letting it just happen and then go by. You're actually noticing, saying, This happened, you know, mark it down. Right. And the theory goes that that by doing this type of thing, you'll you make improvements, really without trying very much. But mm-hmm. if and then if you add in trying, <laughs> you know, you can you can make a lot more changes. So that's from there's a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy that talks a lot about that particular strategy. And uh, I don't know, I think it's cool. It's one I've experimented with some. I haven't had a ton of success with it. I wouldn't say uh, all those negative thoughts about my spouse are still happening all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a real example. I swear, I, I don't have. I'm pretty good about thinking. Maybe thought. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's that's just a cool idea. Tracking in general is good, like you said. It relates to journaling, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, just the act. It just make it just makes you get perspective. You step back from you, you just get, you're at a new level when you when you step out of the current life and say just just make an observation on it. Basically, by some form of tracking, it just makes you more aware. You make changes, and it's a great. I think it's a very, very, very easy habit to start doing. Right. So right. it's a great start. Okay. Um, similar to that. The, so I mentioned before that reading for the longest time had been my anchor habit. And this past year, I kind of changed that to running and listening to something. Mm. I, I sort of determined – I'm not like you in that for me, running in itself is not a source of big fulfillment. Like achieving a race goal, that, that certainly is. Uh, seeing seeing progress, you know, the whole training process, that is a source of fulfillment. But going out for a run on a given day, especially if I haven't been running, isn't isn't super exciting to me. You know, it's more that's a chore, just something to, to do, takes time. Yep. But what I realized, sort of what I said to you earlier, was that that running just it changes you. It just it just makes you know, you go to this really good mental space for a while. Right. And your body's different too and you come back and you feel great. So I realized that when I actually go out for a run, it, it's not just this, as I've always thought of, this chore, this thing you have to do. It actually is an opportunity to go out and listen to something. Because I don't have a commute anymore, and I used to do a lot of listening to valuable stuff on a commute. But now that that's gone, I don't have that time anymore, the chance to just go listen to something that I think is valuable. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to, like, during a workday find an hour to listen to some thing. I'm just not going to do it. And I can't very well listen to something and also try to work. I'm just, I'm just not going to do one or the other, but running perfect opportunity to do that sort of thing. And as we've kind of said, it puts your, I just feel like I'm just in a state of 
being better able to learn from a podcast or an audiobook or whatever it is. But like, I just, I, I'm more creative while I'm running. So if I'm listening to something, I'm not just probably absorbing it better, but I'm thinking about how can I use this in my own life. Yeah. And I just realized it was such a tremendously valuable activity so that if I would miss that habit, I'd be missing out not just on the physical benefits, not just on the mental clarity and sort of meditative experience that running gives you, but also on this opportunity to learn something really good and, and absorb it and create based on it. So like it just became this super valuable habit that I just didn't want to miss. It was like this is such a valuable part of my day. Mm-hmm. Even if I can only squeeze in 20 minutes of that, I mean it, that's such a great habit to develop. Yeah. Now I haven't been perfect about doing it, unfortunately, <laughs> but I was for a long time in this year, and that's I don't know that that's sort of where I want to get back to that uh, with running pretty soon. But uh, that's I don't know I think that's a fantastic habit if you're if you're kind of looking for inspiration to run because what happened is one ended up reinforcing the other. So like if I wasn't in the mood to run, I would still go do it because that was my only chance to get to listen to whatever podcast or whatever audio program I was excited about at the time. Mm-hmm. So like that became the reason I got out the door was just I want to listen to this new thing. And you got to do it if you went for the run. Yeah. And similarly, if I just was having a tough time getting through some sort of audio program or whatever it was, the going out for the run, which, you know, hopefully I would be motivated to run, <laughs> but on the day when I wasn't motivated to do this, to it just keeps me going and getting through it. Yeah, because you're out there running anyway. Might as well listen to this thing that you're on. So right. I found that they really help each other out really well. And that's another one that, I don't know, if you're just kind of looking for inspiration or to breathe new life into your running habit or or like me having this sort of goal of wanting to wanting to listen to more stuff and kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, do more stuff, then it would work really well for that. So that's that's another one that I would suggest. Yeah, I think that I think that's... That one. If you can, if you have a habit that is uh, feeding into another habit, especially if they're both beneficial and mu- mutually beneficial, then then that's really cool. So very nice. But that leads me to one of my habits that I have written down here, and that is uh, to listen instead of watch. Listen more in, instead of watch more. And I think that what I mean by that is uh, instead of having the TV on while you're cooking or while you're um, just you know sitting around wrapping presents or something like that um, to ha- instead have have an audiobook or a podcast or something else that you're listening to on that you're in in general those things are I don't know <laughs> less trashy than a lot of TV shows might be more educational we'll get the juices flowing a little bit better than than some of the mindless TV that that comes on um, and I just find that I after I'm done doing that because I, I can multitask better when I'm listening to something than when I'm watching something, because you don't have to be focused on the TV. Um, when when I'm doing when I'm multitasking, doing that, if I'm cooking or or doing laundry or whatever it is, then I feel like I've gotten way more done, and I just feel better about the experience. I've had fun doing whatever it is that I was doing because I was listening to something enjoyable, and I got to um, learn and ingest this information from listening. So I've been doing that with them cooking when I'm cooking. So is this like a resolution that you're? That, I mean, have you already started this thing, or is this something you want to change in the new year? Yeah, no, this is something that probably consciously made this decision maybe two or three weeks ago, that I would be listening to more things. Um, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was when the Christmas tree came up. We put the, our Christmas tree up in our living room, and uh, Katie and I, instead of wanting to like sit down and watch a movie or something like that, we wanted to sit around the tree and didn't want to do it in front of the TV. So we're like, well, why don't we listen to something, you know, instead of... 
mm-hmm. instead of watching something so we could sit around and enjoy the tree. <laughs> and that turned into now, you know, we did it the other day when we were wrapping presents and I, I do it when I'm having lunch now. Um, if I take a break during work to have lunch, then I, I'll sit in the in the kitchen and eat my lunch and listen to something instead of mm-hmm. watching something, which I never really did before, but now I've kind of added the listening side to it uh, yeah. just, uh, to separate me from the work a little bit better. So yeah, the past few weeks I've been incorporating this into, into, mm-hmm. you know, my like activities. And are you, is there any sort of measurement to say like, I mean, cause I'm, I'm always so bad at changing things when it's just like make a tiny change, like drink less coffee or something like that, <laughs> or, or drink less beer. Like I, I, I'm only ever successful if I say, if I limited like this many nights a week or this many mornings a week, you can have coffee. If I just say less, you know, so I, I don't do well. But are you, do you have anything like that? Or is it just sort of like, in general, try to listen more, watch less? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I should say that I, I wasn't watching a, a ton of TV before. So it's not like I had to cut back from five hours of TV a day to, you know, to one or something like that. But, yeah, I've been well. I've been trying to never watch TV during the day, which is not a huge deal. But sometimes, if if I was curious about, I don't know, a clip on the late night show or something like that, I would end up turning on Hulu and watching mm-hmm. several late night clips or something like that during the middle of the day. Um, but so never during the day, and then at night, just now we haven't said anything measurable but there there's been multiple nights when we're, we're consciously deciding okay hey do you want to watch a movie tonight or do you want to listen to something yeah um, and what and what do you listen to when you do this uh lots of podcasts so this is another way to to do it is i sub, sub, subscribe to a bunch of new podcasts and i'm trying to keep up with them mm-hmm. so uh you know now that i have eight podcasts that are putting out weekly things that's eight things i have to listen to every week or i'll get behind so I've been listening to a couple of different um, entrepreneurial podcasts and then a serial podcast, which is a, a really popular one right now that people are talking about. And that's a, a story. not a, It's a nonfiction, I guess, but it's kind of a entertaining murder mystery thing. Mm-hmm. You know, ones we've talked about before, Radiolab, um, This American Life. But I'm also trying to get into audiobooks, which is, is something kind of new to me. I've done audiobooks before, um, just kind of one-offs, but... I'm trying to make it, you know, because I don't take time to read every day, I would like to get more books done, read that way through audiobooks. So this holiday season, I'm trying to re-listen to Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of of a little motivational, inspirational thing for me going into the new year. Mm -hmm. Cool. So yeah, kind of starting that one. Good. like that. So I tend to always recommend a book i happen to always recommend it around this time of year i don't know why maybe people ask for more book recommendations uh but i i let's see i think i wrote a post about it one time at new year's and then i mentioned it on the entrepreneur on fire podcast when i was on there uh he asked me what what book i'd recommend and i just i think it's such a great new year's book if you've never done personal development stuff before it's tony robbins i mean of course you got to get over the fact that it's tony robbins i know not everyone there's going to be a certain resistance there mm-hmm. uh, but it's called awaken the giant within and it's a big thick book but the audiobook is actually where i tell people to start if they're not into this stuff because it's like a two-hour listen it's not really hard to mm-hmm. listen to and you know he's just he's a much better speaker than he is a writer. does he read it yeah okay and it's not really even reading it's like he reads excerpts but then he's kind of talking about other parts mm. but it's considered the audiobook version of that and it's a bridge, so it's much, much shorter. And, uh, you know, he goes to like a little goal-setting process at the end of it, but talks a lot about 
changing habits and not in quite the way that we are, but in a different way. And he's just, I don't know. He's like reading Tony Robbins is, is one thing, but listening to him is so much better. He's just, he's just, regardless of what you think about him or like guru cult leader. And I know that stuff gets thrown around a lot, but I feel like if you listen to him talk, it's it's just so hard to not be motivated by what he's saying. So the audiobook of that is one that I would highly recommend. If like, if you're, I don't know if, if all this, podcast and this as we talk about these topics more if that has gotten you more interested in personal development but you don't really know where to begin with it that's kind of a low commitment easy way to start it's i don't know 10 bucks 15 bucks and lasts for two hours so like two runs you can knock it out and i don't know it's just a good book yeah i find in general that with motivational books and self-help style books um when i'm reading them i have trouble kind of following along and i'm well, I don't know, getting motivated by them. They, sometimes the words come across as being cheesy, but if you listen to them, then it really is, it, it, you ingest it differently and it, it can feel more motivational and you're just getting more excited to actually go out there and, and do something instead of just yeah. reading. Yeah, I think you're right that. Yeah. yeah. So this is a good chance to mention this thing we're doing with audible.com. Uh, if you go to nomadathlete.com slash free dash book, you can get basically a free Audible account for a month and you get a free book. So any of these things we've mentioned, they're all audiobooks, of course, any of these things that we've mentioned, if they have uh, piqued your interest, then check this thing out, and uh, you'll you'll get a book for free. I think I don't know. I think pretty much everything we mentioned probably is is listed there, but uh, you can check that out, and you'll you'll be signed up for Audible for a month, and then uh, be up to you after that. Yeah, well, but it is it's a way to also help us out because it's a partnership we're doing with. Yes, Audible. we should mention that yeah. this isn't just out of the goodness of our hearts that we're we're telling you to go get a free book. Yeah, um, it 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 does help us out when you actually do sign up for the trial. So, um, you know, both in the interest of disclosure and letting you know that you are helping us. That that helps us to make more episodes and you know keep, keep, keep this going. Out. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. Um, on that note, any other habits or books or anything else let's let's shift to we have a few like just little habits that are because this is kind of the other category things that are easy to really easy to implement like without changing almost anything and tracking like setting down and doing a running journal that's a little bit of effort but i would say that the thing of like whenever you do a bad habit just make a little tick mark on a page in your pocket that's that's basically a zero effort habit you to implement right you just you just add this thing and it's it's simple all you're doing is changing the way you do things mm-hmm. uh in that same category i would put and i've had this a lot is with coffee uh replacing some of it with decaf like just drink half calf coffee instead of regular if you're going to starbucks uh or if you're making it i, I have a post on nomad athlete that i really liked a long time ago that was me putting random amounts of decaf beans and regular beans in plastic bags and sometimes the bags would be half decaf half whole caffeinated sometimes they'd be a quarter and, and so i did all this all these different proportions and i had aaron mix them up so i didn't know which bag i was getting on a particular day and the point was to prove to myself that i really couldn't tell if there was if i was drinking half calf or quarter calf <laughs> or three quarter or whatever it was and it worked I, I mean it didn't make me stop drinking coffee yeah but I couldn't tell, and I, you know, an hour later, I had no idea if it, I drank decaf or regular. Wow! Now, if you know, if I had gotten full decaf three days in a row, I'm sure I would have had headaches. Like it's not like mm-hmm. you're gonna. But even then, who knows? Maybe maybe some of the headaches are are your brain's expecting it. Probably not, because you do notice them, even if you're not expecting headaches. I yeah. think people still notice them. But that's cool. Anyway, I, I hadn't read that post. That's kind of a fun idea. I like that. Yeah, idea. it's. But I mean, but the point nowadays, the upshot of that for me is that if I'm drinking coffee every day and I get in one of those moods where i want to stop it 
uh, I know that if I just quit doing it, I'm going to have headaches for three or four days, and it's mm-hmm. miserable. And like, and I can do it. I've done it plenty of times, but I'd rather just switch to like to half calf coffee or or quarter calf coffee. And I found that you don't notice that much, or really at all. I mean, what you know, if you actually know that you ordered that, then I think you sort of notice it more. But having proved myself that I couldn't tell when I didn't know <laughs> that it was that, it has made it a little more palatable, the idea of drinking half-calf. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. I feel like that's just a simple – like you don't have to do any extra effort. You're not – it's not that you're giving up your coffee habit. You're not missing out on that warm drink in the morning. You're not even missing out on the caffeine buzz that you get because you're still getting some of that. Right. So very, very simple thing to implement. And I've done a similar thing with beer, just trying to pick beers that are – instead of the 8% IPAs, pick – the 4% session IPAs or stout or something that is just lower mm. alcohol. And it's like, it's such a simple way to drink half the amount of alcohol you were drinking. <laughs> Whereas if I told you drink half as much beer, like right. skip it half of the nights you normally would drink it, that's a big that's thing. That's a tough one to do. Yeah. But uh-huh. I don't know. In the moment, like there's, there's not that. I know it's not the same. If you're a beer snob, this is going to sound like a terrible idea that you wouldn't <laughs> want to just give up that great beer that you love. But I don't know. I feel like it's like, it's just not that different. It's a little bit different, sure, to drink a lighter IPA than a big heavy one mm-hmm. but i don't know it's just it's just not that different it's still beer it still tastes like hops still tastes like beer you still feel a little bit so right i don't know i like i like things that are like just zero friction to implement yeah and that's pretty close to one yeah my the ones similar ones that i have are um stacking like you know if i'm hanging out all day working or whatever I tend to snack a lot. Every time I pass the kitchen, all of a sudden I think I'm hungry and I want to mm-hmm. grab something. So we have all kinds of nuts and pita chips and like kind of snacks that are not necessarily all that good for you. Um, not terrible for you, but not, not great for you. So what I've been trying to do is put the fruit basket, fill it up as much as we can, yet more fruit than I would have normally gotten, and put it in front of the snack uh, drawer or cabinet so that I see that first and... and Hopefully I can will myself to eat a banana instead of, you know, a couple handfuls of nuts or something like that. And if I know that I have all this fruit that's going to go bad, then I have more pressure to do that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not eliminating snacks. I'm not trying to completely change and overhaul my diet, but just try to make a, that small choice to eat something a little healthier um, uh, when, you know, when I know I don't really need the food to begin with. And then, you know, if I'm not willing to eat the banana, then maybe I can tell myself to... <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe you don't need the food because you're not that hungry. Right. You're not willing right. To, yeah. right. We did something kind of like that for our kids, which was just putting out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Holden have the yeah, same right. problems. Right. You guys the both same can't way. control yourself. <laughs> uh, we, we just put out a fruit bowl and like some chopped up vegetables and hummus and I think some nuts too, just on the table, just all day long. Mm. There was, we did it for a while. We're not doing it now, but we just on the table, there was always this thing there. So it would just get them to eat that stuff instead of wanting other stuff. And it's not, it was just holding back when we did this. But, uh, yeah, I don't, just like, so that took some effort. It took effort, it effort to chop the vegetables and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, if all we put in there was fruit, if it was just move the fruit bowl from where it is in the kitchen to the table, right? you know, maybe that would work as just, just by changing the environment. Just having that there makes you more likely to eat that instead of something else. So I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So what else do we have? Any other, any other zero friction, simple things to change? Yeah, this one isn't really zero friction, although it kind of, um, you know, it, it's pretty easy. One thing I would like to do in the future, this is something kind of a resolution for, for the new year for me is when I pick Katie up from work, 
sometimes we will she gets done around four or five and and um you know oftentimes not oftentimes but every once or twice a week we'll be like hey you want to just grab a beer so we'll go walk down to the to the bar and and have a beer what i'd like to do instead is because we have a great tea shop that's right next to the bar that we go to is instead of getting alcohol go there and get a decaf tea instead and so it kind of you know, mm-hmm. we're not replacing that time together. We're not saying we can't go out and enjoy ourselves for an hour. Um, but just instead of having go to getting the beer, going to the bar and get the beer, we're going to go to the tea shop and, and mm-hmm. have some tea and do the exact same thing that we would have done in the bar, only drinking something different. Yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, like you said, is not zero friction to implement it. Like the first day you do it, you're going to be like, oh, I wish this was beer. This would be <laughs> yeah. so much better. But it's one of the things where I think three weeks into it, you'll you'll think it's so much better than the alternative. And and you'll be like, why did we wait so long to start this? Like this is so much better. Right. It just and that's how a lot of habits are. Once you start them, it just it just you have to get over that hump of where it's not that fun to to get them started. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing I just thought of that's not related to that at all, but maybe only slightly, <laughs> is I, we always try to eat a big salad each day, mm-hmm. and we we're pretty successful at doing it. But I found a trick that works really well, and this this really is zero friction is. When you're cooking meal, and I assume most people here are, are cooking, not not everyone, but uh, just start eating a huge salad then. Because the problem that we would have is we would want to eat a big salad, but we'd be cooking something that was really good and hot and smelled good. So that would put that on the table, and then we'd put salads out too, and kind of like eat a few bites of the salad, but then eat most of the meal, and then maybe come back to the salad. But what we started doing is when you're cooking, just have this huge salad done because you're actually hungry then. You're eating while you're cooking, right? Yeah, you're eating while you're cooking, which if you're trying to reduce calories, you know, maybe not the best thing to snack all day, but we're not really trying to do that. We just want to eat more of this, you know, more raw vegetables, more salad stuff than than heavier sort of processed, not processed, but just, you know, more calorically dense foods. Right. So we're just trying to eat, just just get more vegetables basically. Mm -hmm. And when there's no meal in front of you and you're cooking – a salad seems really good because like you're starving and that's the only food that there is is salad yeah. so it seems delicious and then you can eat a gigantic salad over the course of whatever half an hour or 40 minutes whatever however long you're cooking and then you don't have to you know once the food's on the table you don't have to wait you don't have to try to eat the salad because you've already eaten it so i i have really liked that that's worked really well that's for a us. great idea. I've, I've never heard of that before i think that's that's pretty yeah. cool i'm gonna try that yeah so that's another good one that you, if you just want to eat a little bit better uh, that's a way to do it without you're not sacrificing anything because you're you get food when you wouldn't have had it otherwise at at four o'clock or whenever you're cooking dinner. No, not everybody's old like we are. <laughs> at at six o'clock whenever you're cooking dinner. Uh, Eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, that's that's a good one. Uh, smoothie in the mornings, fantastic habit I think, and one that's not sure. hard at all to adopt, but not zero friction if you've never done it before then i know i understand that making a smoothie is effort because you need to get a blender and you need to figure out how to do it right mm-hmm. so good habit though yeah i have on that same kind of vein i have um you know a lot of a lot of our listeners probably do this and i know that both of us do this but a lot of people don't do it and that is just uh, when you're making dinner make enough for lunch the next day so you have leftovers for lunch you don't have to waste the time to cook or if you're at an office, you don't have to go out and buy buy food, and or in the morning you don't have to I don't know make sandwiches for lunch and that kind of thing. So you're ha- in general you're having a better meal, a healthier meal, and um, you know it's more enjoyable if you can make just a little bit extra than you package up and take right. away for lunch. Right. Good. And I guess I mean we always assume that everyone listening is is vegetarian or vegan, but if you're not and you want to become that or try it out, 
then do a, do a really small change. Like just, I don't know, use, use the new year as a time to say, okay, I'm going to actually try to implement something. And maybe for you, that is, that is the meatless Mondays that Monday, you're not going to eat. Yeah, like this doesn't need to be. I'm going to go totally vegetarian now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just people try it and it doesn't last. Some people make it last, but I think in, in general you're better getting there slowly. And just just making a change like that, it doesn't have to be Monday. Just any day that works for you, make that your your vegetarian your healthy day. Yeah. Um, or or do the the fewer legs approach that I did. So to stop eating four legged animals for a while and just it's, you know you can still go out to eat. You can still go to friends' houses. It's not weird. You're still eating meat. It doesn't feel hard at all. It's just a slightly more limited choices. Right. So if, if you're, I don't know, if there's plenty of resources on nomadathlete.com about how to make that happen, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's as good a time as any to, to try it if you haven't before. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have a bunch more habits that I just would like my ideal self to be doing all the time, but I don't <laughs> want to go into them all. I mean, it's just, it's just too many. They're not, they're not really in any sort of theme or anything, so... Uh, we will leave those for another another date. Do you have anything else, Doug? Any more burning habits that you just must tell our listeners about? Um, well, actually, I've gotten asked by a few different people who listen. Uh, we've mentioned a few times that I'm going to try to. My wife and I are trying to get more engaged with the community, our our new community, mm-hmm. um, and asked how we're how we're going to go about doing that. And I mentioned a few of those ways, but one thing, the kind of the I guess anchor habit that would be brought on that I would be implementing there would be just saying yes to more things within the community. If I see a flyer for an event that, you know, maybe catches my attention, maybe doesn't, um, you know, but just going to try it out. Chances are it'll be free or inexpensive and there'll be people there who are interesting and, you know, I could, could meet somebody. So saying yes to, to just more events and more things around town and more invitations and just kind of putting myself out there. And that's, that's a, such a simple thing to do to just decide, all right, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And then once you decide to do it, you know, you can, you can always back out, but if, once you decide to do it there, you know, chances are you're yeah, much more you're likely to do it. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is a good reason. A lot of people also like the habit of saying no to more things. Yeah. And that, that's a common thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, absolutely. You say no. So you say, say yes, it's different. But, uh, yeah, the reason is because once, you know, you give that default answer, then all of a sudden that's what you're doing or not doing. Yeah. So, so. It, like, it doesn't take much effort to say yes at all. Mm-hmm. So if if your goal is to lock yourself into more stuff, make you more likely to do it, then just, just start by saying yes and then make yourself have to cancel if you're not going to do it. That's right. So, cool. Good. All right. Well, we've mentioned a lot of stuff, a lot of books. Um, as far as, you know, how to proceed – the first thing I would say is don't try to do all of this. Like even if five of these things sounded exciting to you, I, as hard as it is to, to resist, uh, I, I would not try to do five of them. I really, if, if it were up to me and I could control your behavior, I would say choose <laughs> one, please. Choose one thing, do it. And like, I don't know, make yourself go a month probably and with it and, and just, you know, master it. Don't miss during that month. Do it every single day if that's your plan. Uh, start extremely small. Like I said with meditation, I started with two minutes and then that actually worked and lasted. It was the only time I ever got myself to actually meditate for who knows how long it was, months in a row. Uh, so start small and just pick one. I know people are going to want to pick two. If you must pick two, combine them. I think it's like the running and listening thing. Like Combine complementary ones that, that reinforce each other rather than creating two new separate things because it's it's going to be easy when you start, but two weeks in, three weeks in, you're going to have a day where it's just like, all this other stuff's going on and it would be so easy not to do your habit that day and 
first of all, starting small kind of prevents that perfectionist attitude where like if you miss that one day, suddenly the whole habit is ruined and you're just done. You give up. You don't want that. Right. Uh, and starting small will help you counteract that just because it, it, it doesn't have the same feel. When you're meditating for two minutes, then four minutes, then five minutes, if you miss one, it doesn't feel like the end of the world. It just feels like you didn't you did zero minutes that day. Uh, but having having two things I don't know. It just it just gets to be too much. Like as easy as these seem now because they're exciting, at some point they're not going to be so exciting and there's going to be other stuff going on. So having just one thing you need to do is vastly different from having two things you need to do. I know it doesn't sound that different, but when it's just one thing you need to get done, you often find a way to get it done. So start with one. Uh, don't try to do all these. And I don't know. What I've done often is when I do create a big list of habits, I set out a schedule for myself. Like that sort of satisfies the side of me that wants to try to tackle all these things and try to convince myself that I can do this all and have just this amazing willpower. Uh, So like if I had 10 new habits that I want to start, I would pick one for January, pick one for February, and just go down the list and pick one for every single month so that you actually can like, I don't know, in some way you're satisfied that like even though I'm not starting this reading habit now, I know that February is when that will have its time. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me a lot. So put them on a list. You know who, who did a new habit every month? Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. We're not going to say his name. Because <laughs> we already said it. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well, this is great, Matt. Thanks for... This has been good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I love New Year's. Good good time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Don't forget to, uh, to call in if you have any questions. Yes. Call uh, in. Just like Linda, you two could have your voice on the airwaves of NMA Radio. You could ask us anything you want, and I'll make sure that Matt answers it. <laughs> right. Nine, nine five one no meat one. All right, good. Call it one more episode this year, and then we'll be starting new in 2015 with a whole bunch more. And uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening.